0: In, we're in Perak Dalid, We're talking about the history of the Jewish people. We went through and saw how uh, really this idea of of recognition of uh, Hashem Echad is something that BeEmis is going to only come in the future when times of Mashiach. That's what we that's what we're talking about, right? And we said how, and in fact how the the things have changed. Yeah, over. Just mark everyone. Bravo. Um, things have changed over the years, going from generation to generation, and how, um, how, a, how uh, in each point of time, right, whether the Klepa has come into the world, come out of the world, back and forth and back and forth. And then we said that your person has to recognize that that's not only in terms of uh, the world, but it's also in terms of himself. That in terms of himself, right, that a person, sometimes he is holding higher, sometimes he's holding lower. And a person has to recognize that he cannot allow the Yetzir Hara to get the best of him. The Yetzir Hara's goal, the last thing we were talking about yesterday, the Yetzir Hara's goal is to get a person depressed. Because if he could win by getting a person depressed, it doesn't matter what Avera he did, it, nothing is as good for the Yitzhahara as getting a person depressed. Because once he gets a person depressed, so then the person gives up hope. If a person gives up hope, then he's in the Yitzhahara's hands, he can do anything he wants with him. He becomes a slave to the Yitzhahara, right? So the idea is that the Yitzhahara, more than anything else, wants to make the person depressed. That's his goal. It's the goal more than anything else. So that's what he says. whole right? Bekhen, where we are on uh, page 8, the first column, yeah, and we'll start again. It's about uh, eight lines from the bottom of the page, and the first words on the line is. So he says like this. So sometimes it'll pop into his mind this energy that he wants to do. He wants to do good deeds. It's because in every time there's a different. A different point is winning out. Sometimes it's going to be that the Yetzirah is winning a little bit and sometimes it's going to be that the Yetzirah is winning a little bit. And the person has to know that one side is constantly fighting in himself, one with the other. Keshizeh kam, when this one goes up, the other one goes down. right? al adamalab, oiso Therefore, a person should never allow his heart to so to speak to fall when he sees that he himself right when he sees himself is falling when he sees that he's things are not going exactly the way he wanted them to go when things are not going exactly the way he wanted them to go a person could say you know uh, why do i even bother why don't i just give up why don't i just you know etc etc because this is the seder right? The, the turning of the time. Right? And the point is, is that all of a sudden he has this whole uh, movie playing in his head of how things are so bad and things are not going the way I want them to be going and, and I'm so bad and I'm this and I'm that and uh like, and it winds up becoming like a whole, you know, a whole scene and a whole drama and a whole thing in his head. And he has to know that, no, it happens, right? Okay, people make mistakes. People do things that maybe shouldn't have been done. Okay, fine, weiter. Now the, time, the point is, what's going to be today? What's going to be in the next five minutes? What's going to be right now? So just because a half hour ago I did something wrong, okay, I did something wrong. I, I made a mistake. Weiter gegangen now. Let's go. Get on, get on the horse again. That's the point. And that's how a person has to look at life. That it doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't happen. What it matter what happened, you know, last Tuesday or whatever it is. What matters is right now. Can I turn this moment to a, into a moment of glory? That's the question that he has to ask himself. this is all the ups and downs of m'malek it. It's a, because m'malek it is, is is again. It's it's totally invested in the in the cleat. And therefore, when the Kli goes up, the Kli goes up. When the Kli goes down, the Kli goes down. Whatever the Kli is, whether it's the entire Jewish people because of the fact that they got Matan Taira, and the entire world for that matter, or that there's a Chet, et, chet um, of the Agel of the of the calf, and then it goes down, and then it goes up, and then it goes down, and then it goes up, the base Amikdash, back and forth. Or it's my own personal life. Last Tuesday, this happened. But last Wednesday, this happened. Last Thursday, that happened. What's going to be right now? That's what a person has to say to himself. Okay, uh, I, there's a time for, for doing tshuva. A person has to, you know, say kriyash moshal every night, and he has to do an accounting, just like it says, that a person is an accountant when he's in the store. But it, when he's in the store, right, he can't be worried about uh, what happened with this sale and what happened with that sale. If you can imagine a marketplace, not so much uh, Bloomingdale's, but a marketplace, right? So, you know, he's trying to sell this item, he's trying to sell that item, he gets this customer, he blows it with that customer, he, he makes some more money on that customer, and then this customer, back and forth. At that moment, there's no time for him to start worrying about the fact that he messed up on a customer uh, 15 minutes ago. He's still in the game. You know, it's sort of like the guy that misses, you know, you know, he's in the middle of the championship game in basketball, travels down the court, and he shoots a three-point shot, and he misses. So what is he supposed to do now? Is he get all depressed? How could I miss the shot? Oh, I should have you know used more arc. Oh, I should have used it more straight. I should have used you know more strength, less strength. Uh, no, he doesn't have time for that right now. Right now he has to get back on defense. That's what he has to do. Forget about the shot. It's already over. Yes, tonight when you're when you when you go over the game and you look at the videos and you look at and or tonight when you're looking at your balance uh, after your day in the market and you see that you were able to sell this item for this price and this item for that price and this item, it didn't sell, decided item then you have to go back and you have to think to yourself, oh, I could have done this better here. I could have handled this in a more, you know, a more traditional way in this situation. Oh, I should have been more flexible in this situation. That's when to look at it. But in the middle of the game, you don't have time. You have to play the game. You have to get back on defense. There's no time to, to analyze the shot at that moment. Right now, you have to worry about the other team scoring a free throw on you or throwing a layup on you. Yep. Why do they constantly um, specify that we look over our wrongdoings in the nighttime at the Kriyashima? Don't we we do top work if we do it two times a day already? It It is true, but how much time do you spend during your Tachanun thinking about all the things that you did in your life? Not that much. Exactly. So you have to have have, it's an excellent question. It's a question that requires a moving from theoretical Judaism into practical Judaism. What I mean by that is, of course, we're all here, we're all doing mitzvahs, thank God, we're all davening with a minion, we're all learning Torah, we're all putting on tefillin, we're all eating kosher, keeping Shabbos, all these great things. But a lot of times, with regards to self-development, it's not so real. We're busy doing, but we're not necessarily developing, right? So in that way, how do I develop myself? I have to be able to spend some time between me and God, where I'm not being rushed to, you know, to be with the minion, I'm not being rushed to, uh, to catch up with the people you know, in I'm not being, and I could be in a quiet place, I could go somewhere, or I could even be in my own corner of my room or in the shul, where I could spend time thinking about my day, Thinking about my day, thinking about my week, thinking about my life, whatever it is, right? And trying to reflect and see, you know, okay, like this thing that I did at 9.30 in the morning, I did a really good job with this because that's part of it also, being able to see what I do right. You know, I did well with this. You know, I went to sit down to learn and I had a taiva to to be on my phone and I decided, no, for the next 20 minutes, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to focus on the learning. And then I'll take a break. I may take a break of 5 minutes or whatever, but right now I'm going to vote. and I was able to control. And the next thing, oh, well I, you know, I, I really got angry with this guy that, you know, that sat in my chair or that he stepped on my toe or whatever, and you know, I probably shouldn't have knocked him out. You know, okay. Uh, you know, in other words, you look at the things that you've done with your day and you you're able to make an assessment. And you say, right? To Hashem, you know, I'm I'm sorry, right? First of all, you have to confess, right? Like we learned in we do in Chuva, and you have to f- regret, right? So confess, regret, and last point is to uh regret and to I mean I guess mean, I guess feeling bad. And the bottom line is, is is to apologize. Apologize, to apologize to Hashem and 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 make a khlat Taiwan for tomorrow. And all of a sudden it becomes a much more real thing. Your life becomes much more real to you. You're not just moving through a life like an automatic pilot. You're actually spending the time. You know, this is one of the worst diseases of businesses that they just they're just doing. They're just doing. That's the that is the worst part of a business. The best part of the business is when they they maybe sometimes they even have to bring in a. Outside consultant to look over the business to see what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. But in the meantime, they have management. The management's supposed to look through and they are supposed to see right. Well, we're, we're you know we're wasting money over here, and you know over here, it's like um, one of our former students who's a consultant. Uh, he he went uh, you know to Chabad house in Mexico, and then he went to another Chabad house in South America, and. And these guys are, they, they really are incredible in terms of what they're able to accomplish. But they have no idea about how to maximize, you know, what they're doing. So, in other words, uh, they're, they're running like, a, you know, sometimes they're running like a restaurant or they're running like a hotel or they're running like a, um, or they're running like the services or they're running like classes or whatever. And, and they're, they're putting a huge amount of time or a huge amount of money in things that are not, Appropriate. Like, what do you go to business school? In business school, they teach you, right, about how to maximize, right? So, in other words, if you're spending, let's talk about a restaurant for a second. If you're spending a lot of money on a dish that you make very little money on, right, so that's not maximizing the business. But if you could then realize that, wow, by this particular dish or this particular drink, this is how you're going to, you know, triple your money with very little effort so you would spend much more time you know pushing these items so the special of the day is you know noodles and tomato sauce i don't know whatever you know what i mean and we're charging only 18 dollars for this dish because we'll put a nice flower on top okay whatever the point being the point being that that you have to reflect you have to be able to go back and reflect on what am i doing here what am i doing with my life and so the reason why we say kriyash Shalomita, and most times people are so tired they can't even do this, but let's say that you do it even once a week, right? More the better, but once a week is a good amount, right, to start with. You're able to then really make a, diagnose, make a diagnosis of what areas I need to work on and to fix it and to recognize, you know, I was really obnoxious yesterday to my Habrusa and i really made him upset and i probably shouldn't act that way you know i feel really bad and maybe i should even apologize to him and maybe you know tomorrow i'm going to go out of my way not to punch him in the nose three times i'll only punch him in the nose one whatever you know in other words I, I, you you make a a conscious um diagnosis of yourself and it's between you and God, because God is there with us every single second of the day, and every and we're supposed to be having this relationship with God. And most of us are not having a relationship with God. We're doing all of what God wants, so that's that's positive. It's like not that's a very positive thing, obviously. But in terms of an actual relationship with Hashem, uh, it's not necessarily. You know, you could go through even the whole davening and not think about God. Because you're so busy trying to, you know, read the words and catch up with the minion and, or, or, you know, go faster with the minion because they're going so slow and you get all annoyed because the Shaliyah the, the, the Sibor is, you know, dragging his feet or the Shaliyah Sibor is, you know, driving a, a Lamborghini and I, don't, I can't even see him, you know. <laughs> you spend the whole davening and you didn't even think about God once. So it, it, that's the reality of life. Is it the way it should be? No. Is it the way it is? Yes. So therefore, what we say is that during Kriyosh Shalamita is an opportunity to stop, right? Stop, spend a few minutes, reflect on the day, see what I could make better for tomorrow, try to implement, right? And try to wipe the slate clean. And also, it's like if you look at the first words in Kriyosh Shalamita, it's very powerful. Like if you read it in English I and mean, you see what you're actually saying, the fact that I forgive everyone and that I can go to sleep, you know, with, with, like a, with like a pure heart. We know that even now modern science is always talking about, like that's one of the worst things for people, you know, having all these bad feelings about this person and that person. And, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. And how could he do this to me? You know, it's like so much the cortisol levels are flying high. And, you know, and you're feeling your heart is beating, and uh right? It's, it's very bad for you. So, I mean, even just reading the words, see what it says, you know, like, I really, I forgive everyone. So, I even mean, you say, I forgive everyone. So, you know, we all go through a day and we have a, lot, we have a lot of different encounters. And some of them are better and some of them are worse. And to try to reflect on them and reflect that, like, we, you know, we've learned so many times that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't Teva that stepped on my toe. It was the Abister stepping on my toe. Yes, yeah, Teva decided to be the Shaliach, you know, so that's his problem. Because it is going to be his problem. Because he stepped on my toe, someone's going to wind up stepping on his toe. But it's really not about Teva. It's about why is, someone, why is Hashem sending me this signal now? What is Hashem trying to teach me with this? And, you know, trying to recognize that it's coming from Hashem as opposed to Teva is a very big avoda that we're talking about here. That's, that's exactly the point that we're talking about in this Mimer. How to make it real in my life that if Teva is stepping on my toe, uh, yes, Teva is the unfortunate shliach, and he has to figure out why he was chosen as a shliach. But, he, but the fact that my toe was stepped on is because Hashem wanted my toe to be stepped on. Okay, so why is my toe being stepped on? And it's not, it didn't happen just today. It happened yesterday by Yosef, and the day before from Yakusiel and the day before that from Hanani, and the day before that from Uriel. So Hashem is like saying, he's sending me a message. And since Teva knows, you know, all this taekwondo and karate, when he stepped on my toe, it hurt the most. So therefore, you know, it wasn't enough, the small, you know, when, when Yosef stepped on my toe, it was just like a very soft stepping. But when Teva did it, boom, you know, it was like, okay. Like he's trying to send me a message. What's the message? So in other words, instead of just living life on automatic pilot, what we're talking about here is to recognize that life needs to be lived to its fullest. Not on automatic pilot. And it has to be this relationship with Hashem that is taking place, and I have to read the signals. And you'll find that the more you start tuning into this idea, the more you recognize that Hashem is talking to you all day long. You know, it's like A lot of times when you go to, um, you know, I've lived a lot of years in in different countries that speak foreign languages for me, right? And when you're first there, you just tune out completely because you don't even understand the language at all. And as you start to understand the language, you start to tune in more and more. And all of a sudden, you understand what's happening around you until you get to the point where you really understand what's going around you. It's sort of like life you know, uh, we're living through, we're going through life and just, you know, Teva stepping on my toe and Yosef and I'm just punching Teva back and Yosef, I'm punching him back and then, you know, it's like, this is my whole life. And then all of a sudden you start to recognize that, wait a minute, it's Hashem speaking to me. And if Hashem is speaking to me, you start to hear the signals. And you start to recognize, and it's sometimes you're still in the process of, uh, you know, it's still Teva, I'm punching him in the mouth. And then, you know, you realize, well, wait a minute, you know, you and Yosef did that, maybe, he, maybe it was Hashem sending me a signal. You get the idea? And the more I'm, I'm tuning into that, all of a sudden I start to hear the language. And the language sounds very different. That's basically the idea. Kapish? So that's why we do it, and we make an assessment, and we try to figure out what's going on, and we try to move from there, and we try to develop ourselves, and we try to see, okay, what what, what is happening here? And hopefully set ourselves up for a, a completely new day tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be even better than it was today. And that's one of the great things, that's what he's saying here, mm-hmm. that it's like, just because yesterday was not such a great day does not mean that tomorrow can't be the best day of your life or today can't be the best day of your life. I hope I answered your question. I think it's an yeah. important question. You know, and I think that it's something that people have to... Uh, you know. I want to encourage people to recognize that it's very important to spend the time actualizing your relationship with God. And that's what mm-hmm. he's trying to say here. And it, a lot of times it's not so easy to do it during shacharism and chemarev. But Krishna Shalmita is a time when you're by yourself, and it's your time to reflect. And so therefore, it might work out better. But what say if one day, one or two day times, when you're not so distracted, like, can you do it during regular davening? Of course, of course. I mean, you're supposed to davening if I have this relationship with God. For sure, that's the best way. But I'm just saying that a lot of times, it's not as practical. It's not as realistic, let's put it that way. It just doesn't happen. You know, Vashayan Kim, Krishna Shalomita is, is a great opportunity because you're, at the end of the day, you could look at what you've done, you could look at how the day went, you could look at the things that you want to change, and you're right before you're going to sleep, and you could know, prep yourself for tomorrow. Right? I remember when we were younger. I used to say, like, you're supposed to put yourself into like the alpha zone or something like that, and then you, you know before you go to sleep and you like visualize how the next day is going to happen, how you're going to wake up, and how you're going to, and you and you and you walk yourself through the day. Like it says that Olympic athletes, right? That's one of the things that they do before a race. Like they visualize, right, in their minds, right? They first they meditate and they put themselves into a state of being, and they visualize in their minds how they see themselves you know, running this race, or how they see themselves playing this game, or the, how they see themselves doing, and they, and they say that uh, they actually, I think uh, I saw once a report about it, that NASA set up a person's brain, you know, to, to do this, and it says that it basically stimulates the exact same parts of the brain as though he was running the race. And therefore, it gives a lot of power and a lot of, you know, it gives a lot of strength. That because you visualize it, you're able to actually play out that exact game that you were hope that you were visualizing. And so, therefore, you know, it's an interesting thing to do. You know, before you go to sleep or when you're doing kriyas macholamita, to like see how are you going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to wake up at six thirty in the morning. I'm going to get up refreshed and I'm going to go to the mikveh and I'm going to go and I'm going to say my brachas and I'm going to have a cup of coffee and I'm going to sit down and learn chassidus and like, like, see, look through it. And I'm, you know, when, when Teva comes to step on my toe, I'm going to give him a big hug instead. And he's, and, 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 and it's going to be a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. It, I'll step on his toe back. I'll be the first one. To, yeah, okay. okay. We do it in small, Mita, that it's at the end of the day so it's like not distracting from being the rest of the day. Also that idea that we're supposed to be vesimcha the whole day and this is uh, a point of the day that, you know, we could feel a little bit bad. Like I I really didn't handle this the way I should have. You know, I didn't do this the best way. And I, I wanna I wanna fix it up. I wanna do tshuva for it. I wanna I, wanna, I want I I don't wanna to I don't wanna go down that road again tomorrow. That's just not the road that I wanna take. Um, and during the daytime, though, you, you have to be totally immersed in doing, right? You can't, you can't be spending your time during the daytime in the middle of when you're in the middle of the game, you know, you can't spend your time worrying about how, you know, how you know, how the arc should have been on the, on the shot. You have to just get back on defense right now. You can't worry about that right now. Otherwise, your team is going to lose, right? So right now, you have to work on, on, on sitting and learning Gemara and you're figuring out the Gemara or uh, dealing with uh, whatever issues you're dealing with in your office or whatever whatever it is wherever you are okay let's go further right so on the other hand the idea of right uh, in, in the Indian of the it has to be into the das. we have to we have this idea of what does that mean in other words, to have the real service totally involved in 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 a way of das, in a way of that this is what I'm living with, it has to be the total destruction, the destruction of the evil. Or like it says, that in the future, that the Ruach HaTumah will completely be taken away from the earth. However, that's not the case. With regards to with the times of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, HaMikdash HaMikdash, Rishon HaYu Bo right? That in the times of the first of Mikdash, you had Neviye Sheker. You had false prophets. I mean, if you think about it, how crazy is that? I mean, how ridiculous. A person is saying, I'm a Navi right and he's coming up with all these predictions of like like what like how could how could someone say that i mean think about it like you know i mean i was thinking about that one time i'm like thinking like to myself like like how ridiculous is that to be a novice sheker like hello <laughs> i mean you're gonna catch yourself in big trouble doing that i mean that's like ridiculous like how, how big is the hr to do something like that and then i thought well that's basically us we're a little bit in Shekhar, you know in our own way you know we we you know we're not we're not seeing the bigger picture and we're constantly focusing on the minuscule parts and we're focusing on the klipa and we're focusing on the not truth so am i being a navi checker in my own way you know so like whenever you see things like that you have to sort of see and see it in your own life right like it says that right the rebayim when they would uh when they would go into yechidas right so they would recognize in their own spiritual way the other person's fault in order that they should be able to fix it in themselves and also be able to relate to the to the person that was speaking there, or exactly, I don't know exactly all the details, because I'm not a rabbit, but the point is, is that they would definitely see it. And to be able to recognize it in your life, like what is this? You know, you'd say this is such a ridiculous thing, but I, am I doing it? And that's like the idea of what we were talking about earlier in the Mimer, about the thief that's standing by the threshold of the person's house and praying to God that he should succeed, right? That's me, right? That's me in my own way, right? Okay, I'm not a thief. Not going and trying to rob a person's house, but a lot of times I am I'm asking Hashem to help me. And is it really what Hashem wants for me? Is it really what am I seeing? You know, am I really seeing the abishters is in control of things, or am I am I doing my own making up my own show here, right? And then it says, <laughs> right? In the second temple, there was still "Sinas Chinam Sheheim Heim Bchinas Zelu Madzek Right? So you could say to yourself, how could it be there was the base of Migdash? Right? I mean, we are saying to ourselves, like, look, we're living here in Maristown in the Yeshiva. If we would have a base of Migdash where we'd be able to go to and see Gilu Yelukus mamish, mamish Gilu Yelukus. I mean, this is what they saw, right? They saw all these miracles, like we're learning in Pirkei Albus, right? See all these miracles that took place with their eyes. With their eyes, they see the miracles. Can you imagine if you can go to a place and see open miracles whenever you want? Uh, You know what? I think I'm going to go to... uh, to Yerushalayim today and take a look at the miracles. Okay, let's go, guys. Okay, everyone, jump on the bus, you know, we'll go and And all of a sudden you see this miracle and this miracle and this miracle and this miracle. And then you go and you and, and then you're Navi Shekhar? Like, what, what, what's, in you, what's going on in your brain? Like, how could you possibly... There's an Abishter here. How can you be a Navi Sheker? <laughs> you know, it's like, don't you realize you're going to get yourself in big trouble? Don't you realize that you're doing the wrong thing? God did not speak to you. God did not say to the guy, go jump off the roof. You know, and I... Uh, oh, don't worry, you'll have wings. Have a Muda Sadikim. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Right? That's a Navi Sheker. Or the idea of Sinas Khinam. How could you hate another Jew for no reason? How could you hate another Jew even for yes reason? It says you're not allowed to do that. There's an Avish there. You see it with your own two eyes. You see the yeah. miracles in front of your face. How? I mean, think about that. Like us, you could say, well, you know, you know we, we believe, we read Hasidus, we daven, we say kriyas moshal, we do these things. But it's not like well, I'm seeing necessarily miracles in bagashmi, right in front of my eyes. On the other hand, the point is, is that you do. How many of us have seen miracles in our lives many, many times? All of us. Every single day we see miracles. We just don't recognize them as miracles. It's like me being, you know, in, you know, wherever, in Czechoslovakia. Actually, I've never been to Czechoslovakia. Okay, in fact, me being in Sweden or whatever and hearing people speak Swedish and you just don't understand the language. You don't understand what's going on. But if you tune in, if you go and do Rosetta Stone for a month, you'll understand a little bit more what's going on around you. That's what learning Hasidus is. Hasidus is Rosetta Stone. The havdil. It's like your life is filled with miracles. It's it's Hashem stepping on your toe, or Hashem sending an alarm clock, or Hashem giving you this bracha or this unbelievable. Look at the miracles, right? And what what what, what we're doing is we're running through life, and we're like in Sweden. I don't understand Swedish. I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, they're just telling me to have a piece of herring. You know, I don't know what they're talking about. Bichlal. No, they're telling you jump off the roof. No, that's not what they're saying. You know, they don't know. You. So you do Rosetta Stone and you learn Swedish a little bit, I mean it's not going to make you fluent, you're not going to be able to become conversant, you know, in Swedish, but at least you have a touch of an idea of what's going on, and all of a sudden you understand that they're offering you a piece of herring, right? That's what they're offering you, or a piece of salmon or whatever it is that they're offering you. They're not telling you jump off the roof, that's not what they're talking about, right? So, this is Hasidus. This is us. We have to be... We, God is communicating with us all day long. All day long. The question is, the question is, am I hearing what he's saying? If I'm not, then I have to tune in. I have to learn the language. I have to start approaching it. But you think to yourself, these guys, I mean, come on, they're living in the times of the base of Migdash. How could you be a Navi right? How could you have seen Aschina? It makes no sense. It's so crazy right however right this is the opposite of Emunah. this is above das right so this is the same idea that, that just like you have in the side of kedusha right this idea of uh of a muna and in the abishir so you have also the side of a the idea of what we're going to call it muna's kairos is the idea of falseness or trickery or like um, like uh, uh, like not a real thing yeah this is the opposite one to the other vehine bebaisrichan bis gabe sitrekedusha hay gilish khine However, because in the times of the Bayez Rishon there was uh, this tremendous uh, revelation right that was taking place there of the Shekhinah. you had the Aron, you had the Kaparas, you had the whole you had the whole nine yards going on over there. And despite that, there was still foolishness. It's a crazy thought. I mean think about that. So it's, it's, it's something to recognize that it's not so easy, regardless of, regardless of what time period you live in. And it's not going to be, this story is not going to be complete until Mashiach comes. But at the same time, we could start to learn Rosetta Stone. That's the point. What are we gonna ask? Um, no matter how crazy the miracle is, or no matter how, how simple it might seem to us, like, oh yeah, I just woke up to like, the base of Macdush, of, like, oh, the fire came down to the mezbeach, like, would it make sense that uh, we just eventually just get so used to it that we only recognize it as miracles? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening in our lives also, in our own way. All right, I've been speaking for a long time. I think I'm gonna stop. We'll continue.